Hello, welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 157, uh, Casanova, book one, Luxuria, my name is Eric. I'm Jason. <laughs> this is, uh, this is gonna be interesting. Yeah? Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you've got a soul boo-boo. I got a soul boo-boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I always have a soul boo-boo, but, uh, it's deeper than usual today. Oh, it's, it's, uh, just seeping. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's what it is. It is, uh, it's turned into a sucking wound. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Uh, not your fault. Mm. That I know of. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know what not, you've been doing for the past week. You're not actively trying to figure out. Whose fault it is, are you? Uh, maybe I am. Oh my god, that's not good. Uh. Someone may have poisoned you or, uh, you know, done a shamanic exercise of some sort. Have you been practicing voodoo this past week? <laughs> you got me. <laughs> <clears throat> so welcome to the, uh, sweet sexy tones of gutter trash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's, hey, yeah, uh, buddy. let's do this then. Yeah? Yeah. Hop in. Hop in. Cause, Hop in. uh, cause you got a story to tell, I'm sure. Kinda. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I gotta go to bed. Yeah. At some point for, for, for rest. Yeah, you sound like you need some rest. Yeah. I, I went to bed last night at like, uh, eight o'clock, which is unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. And wow, then, uh, you must be sick. Yeah, yeah. I, been drifting out and out of sleep uh, all day as well. Uh, prior to that, uh, I had to go out uh, shopping with my mom for a while. Uh, and then when I came home, I crashed on the couch for a couple hours, and then I kind of was up for a little bit. I went out and got some food, and then I uh, came back and uh, uh, I put up my uh, daily drawing last night around six or so, and then uh, yeah. I passed out at the computer uh, after I finished uploading it. <laughs> Uh, and I stood up for about another hour and decided to, uh, I should probably just go to bed. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you don't sound good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel good. Do not feel good. I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. <clears throat> so I apologize to the listener. Uh, and to you, I suppose. Huh. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'll do my best. I will do my best. <coughs> Me thanks you. Alright. So Casanova by Matt Fraction and Gabriel Ba. Gabriel Ba, who, uh, how many books have we uh, reviewed of his, uh, so far? Uh, a couple. At least, uh, two Umbrella Academy books. Yeah. Uh, ooh, Pixu. Yeah. 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 Uh, it had to be something else, did right? He, did he do something in the noir thing? He yeah. probably did. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I, I would did. not be surprised. Yeah. I can't remember, but he's a pretty damn fine artist. Yes, he is. Uh, I enjoy him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I first heard of him through this book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was this one? Yep. This is the one, huh? This is the one that uh, he exposed himself to me. Oh, my gosh. You sued him, I hope. I did. Okay. That's why he no longer works. <laughs> sure he does. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. <clears throat> so this, this was originally an image miniseries, right? Huh? This was originally an image miniseries. It was originally an image series. Oh yeah. There's nothing many about it. Really? Yeah. I thought it was just a self-contained seven-issue series. Nope, and there were fourteen issues. 
I thought I thought that was one of those Hellboy things where they like nope. start back over at number one. Nope. It uh, took a huge break between seven and eight. And then uh then they went to Marvel. Uh seven years later. Huh. Marvel's icon <coughs> Marvel's right? icon line. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they, they published, uh, 14 issues through Image, uh, the first two books, uh, Luxuria and I believe Gula is the second book. That sounds right. Uh, and then they disappeared for three years, four years? They're busy guys. Well, yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, they, they don't really get paid to, to do Casanova. <laughs> they, you know, they gotta eat, they gotta, you got families to take care of. Uh, is that when, uh, during that break, is that when Ba was doing Umbrella Academy? Uh, yeah, yeah. It, uh, well, actually, it was after this, this book that Ba did the Umbrella Academy. Uh, Fabia Moon took over with issue eight and, uh, uh, did the book through issue 14. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, then about last year, the Marvel started reprinting this in full color, which, uh, I don't approve of. Yeah? Yeah. You don't like that full color? Uh, yeah, full color is fine on certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think this book needed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the version that we have is in monotone. It's, monotone, yeah. Uh, done in, like, green tones. Like a grayish, greenish, like a yeah, soft, like, like a, soft gray, yeah, yeah. green. Yeah, definitely not harsh. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, the, the second book is done in blue tones, uh, which is a brighter blue and maybe doesn't work as well. Oh, really? Yeah. But, you know, uh, yeah. I still like it. I think I'd still like it better than full color. I think that was one of the, one of the things that's so visually appealing about this is, is that kind of odd green tone to it. Yeah. Like, like it sounds maybe like it wouldn't be that Easy on the eyes, but it is. It's yeah, it's it's really nice. Actually. It's a very pleasant green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the covers are usually oranges and purples, uh, which is also very appealing on the stand. Uh, very eye-catching covers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, very well designed. Uh, he, uh, he's got a very he's got a magnolia kind of thing going on. A little bit, yeah. Like, not yeah. as gothy, maybe. Right. But uh, definitely the way he does, um, the way he kind of. You know, this is, I don't want this to sound insulting, but the way he like passes over doing certain details and features. Right. Uh, is akin to the way Magnolia would. Right. And then the shadows and things that he does yeah. is in that same school, I'd say. I totally buy that. I think, uh, you know, and I certainly don't mean this as a, a dig on Magnolia either, uh, cause I think he's fantastic. Uh, but I think Gabriel Ba is like Mike Magnolia with a lot of energy. Yeah. 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 yeah cause <clears throat> a lot of Magnolia stuff. Looks like a, you know, illustrations. It looks like a a nice right. piece of art. But it's like, also very deliberately paced. Right. You know, like like he he you can tell that he he works out how to lay out a page. You know, a lot. Right. But like he puts a ton of thought into it to make sure that every little detail is in the proper place. Right. And it kind of is a little static at times. Yeah. But again, I I totally don't mean that as a diss on him because he's amazing. Because it's beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, this is a lot more, yeah, hyper kinetic and yeah, uh, yeah, just very, very motion, motionful, motionful. Uh, it's yeah, full of motion, word. full of motion. It's a word. It's okay. a word today. Motionful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, fuck! This is gonna suck. 
Shazbot. Shazbot. So Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction. This is the first time I ever read anything by him, Mr. Matt Fraction. Uh this was the this was the first thing that I ever read before by him when I first was buying the book. Mm-hmm. Uh which the only reason I was picking up was because when this was originally published through I mentioned it was part of their Slimline line of books, which was basically just this and Fell by Warren Ellis. Oh yeah. They're like two dollar comics. Two dollar comics, sixteen pages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and so I figured, you know, you can't go wrong for Two dollars for a comic. Oh yeah. Uh, of course, now that they're being published through Marvel, they're three ninety nine. Oh yeah. Actually, I think four ninety nine. Are they really? I think so. Wow. Uh, at least, uh, at least when I was last at ye old comic shop, that's uh, I was because I had been reading this and I was like, oh man, you know, like as soon as I finish reading these first seven issues, I'm gonna totally catch up on the the other and then and, and, and jump into the Marvel stuff. Right. And I uh, looked at the cover price thing. Think they were four ninety. Wow, are they at least like thirty two pages? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think they are bigger, and I think they are in full color. All right, which I Again. mean, yeah. I can only hope that Fraction and Ba and Moon know what they're doing. But you know, it does kind of take a little something for me, anyway. And I'm sure it would change the tone a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, this is the first thing I'd ever read by Matt Fraction at the time. Mm-hmm. I've read a couple other things by him since, or uh, his Iron Man uh, stuff is oh, okay. People seem to hate it. Really? At least the Iron Man, like, the guys that love Iron Man, like, there's one guy who, whose file is all Iron Man and all Star Trek, that's yeah. his entire file, uh-huh. and he hates it, but he can't stop buying it, uh-huh. because he buys all Iron Man. <clears throat> well, then I'm uh, totally confirmed in my theory that it's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, <clears throat> I... It, you know, if he told me something was awful, I'd be like, really? Yeah. Intrigued. Yeah, I gotta check yeah, that out. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, <clears throat> he's one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was, uh, uh, Jason Aaron was writing Wolverine Weapon X or something like that. Right. And he told me that nobody buys it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that must be the best Wolverine <laughs> comic in the world. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we sell three copies of a Wolverine comic. Yeah. <laughs> it must be awful or amazing. <laughs> <clears throat> is Aaron the guy that does scalped? Is it him? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Matt Fraction, I, I do enjoy his Iron Man stuff. I don't like the artist on that book, uh, Salvador La Roca. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh. Maybe a nice guy. I don't know. Yeah, hey. Yeah. I wish him well. Yeah. I'm just, uh, not a fan of his artwork. Mm-hmm. But Gabriel Ba. Gabriel Ba is amazing, though. He is amazing. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it's a really fun comic. Yeah. And I think the writing is fun and like clever and like, you know, uh, engaging because it's so fast paced and intense. Right. And it's dense too. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. 16 pages per chapter issue, whatever, but it feels like you've read a, like a 40 page comic. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it moves so fast at the same time. Oh, yeah. It's really weird because yeah, I don't think I've ever read a comic that moves so fast that has that much dialogue and right you know that's pretty cool yeah. that's pretty cool and for the most part self-contained like each issue and yeah a the, couple two-parters but yeah or they'll reference something from a couple issues back but they always have footnotes yeah, yeah. like they have the actual executive from <clears throat> right. the comic telling you uh what he's referencing very very much like the old like stand the man Lee, right, yeah. uh, bubbles but 
Um, but yeah, I, I like as much as I like the writing. Like I think it's, you know, it's fine writing. Like there's nothing wrong with it. I think I think I would not really have that much of an interest in it if it wasn't for the artwork because I think the artwork is just awesome. Oh, the artwork is amazing. Too. Mm-hmm. I cannot deny that. But I I would compare the writing in this book to the level of Grant Morrison on The Invisibles. Really? Yep. Wow. Uh, I, I think c- everything is so dense and, and just trippy and so full of just pop culture. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not to the point where it makes you feel like you're, you know, it doesn't feel like he's just trying to grab onto any trend or anything like that, but it also doesn't leave you in the lurch as to what he's right, referencing. Right. Yeah, I could see, <clears throat> like, I saw, like, Invisibles meets, you know, James Bond meets right. some anime, I don't know. Like and, a, uh, Diabolic. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like, just fun, weird spy stuff. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, I have no problem with the writing. I think it's good and like, it's, and like it's really funny at times. And, right. And you know, the story just moves and moves, which is great. But but uh, I just absolutely love the artwork, and that's what like that's what I really really like about this book is the artwork. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like it's very comic book referential. Like right. I think at least three or four times they mention comic books. Right. Um, <clears throat> and and sort of the. You know, <clears throat> the things that comics kind of revolve around or go back to or are getting kind of inundated with. Like, right. he mentions, someone says something about comics and he says, ah, he's like, last time I read a comic it was all rape and I, don't, I right, just don't yeah, care yeah. anymore. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, comics don't always need to be dark, you know. Yep. Uh, I think one of my favorite references is, uh, I think in the last chapter, uh, there's like a fight scene that breaks out and there's like six Captions it, describing the fight scene and they're all crossed, crossed out. out. Right. And then, uh, there's the one caption that remains is, I love comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this does seem kind of like just them having fun and like, uh, kind of funneling all the things they like about yeah. the genre into one fun story. Yeah. Uh, there was the, uh, the, I think it's in the first, maybe the, I think probably the second, second issue where, uh, Casanova has to, uh, uh, bring in the, uh, the undercover agents working for the enemy. Oh, yeah. Uh, who Heath. has, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, Winston Heath, who has, uh, gone insane and has also written a 300 issue <laughs> autobiographical comic. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's awesome. Uh, and this is one thing that you sort of miss out in the, uh, in the single issue, uh, in the back. Uh, like in the back of every issue, there's like notes and, uh, Matt, Matt Fraction writes about like how he came up with certain ideas and okay. some of his, his feelings on the issue or whatever. And, uh, but in that particular issue, and he usually share, has like sketches of like, you know, how Gabriel Ball, like, you know, laid out the page and then figured out how to do each panel or whatever. Right. Uh, in that particular issue, uh, were panels from the comic that Winston Heath has uh, written and drawn. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. With like descriptions of like what they were and what they referenced, uh, and <laughs> was it kind of like a Cerebus kind of? <clears throat> is it like kind of making fun of Dave? Maybe, uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the comic itself is is you know all uh, <clears throat> it's about this guy being like you know basically the world's greatest Uber spy. You know, oh, okay, <laughs> that's funny though. Yeah, because, yeah, that issue was kind of like Apocalypse Now. Right, yeah. But, uh, just, yeah. like, the weird comic book version of it. Right. 
<clears throat> Which may be another reason why that issue appealed to me yeah. so much. Yeah, uh, you like that movie. I do enjoy that movie. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, I think you kind of miss out a little bit uh, reading the trade paperbacks on these things because uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff in the back of uh, the issues. I like it when there's yeah extra stuff in the issues. Like yeah, I, yeah, I read the trade on this one because that's all I had. But right, um, yeah, I usually like reading the. A stack of single issues over the trades. It just it feels more like comics to yeah. me for some reason. I mean, for the most part, I I enjoy a trade, but with things like that and the criminal and, and you know some of that other stuff, uh, I guess I, I like individual issues better when I know that like it's the creator who has a hand in it through beginning to end, and like that's his thing, that's right. his baby, uh, rather than like you know like you know a bunch of random Marvel or DC stuff. I'm right. fine with reading the trade because I can't give a shit about... I, I don't know if... Have you read that, have you read that Mudman comic yet? That, Not yet, no. Um, I just read it, and uh, Paul Grist, uh, you're probably your favorite guy, right? Yeah, one of them. One yeah, of your favorites. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he, he said uh, every single issue is going to have like extra stuff and like he'll like add stuff in the back. Right, yeah. and he said it won't be in any of the trades because he said he wants to give kind of a treat to... All, all the people here buying. Right. He said, kind of to think of it as like, uh, he's like, remember, cause singles, anyone, yeah, besides, yeah. besides anyone? And, uh, I thought that was cool. I mean, yeah. And that's the whole theory behind Casanova and Fell and Criminal and mm-hmm. Incognito and all that. You know, they, they want people to buy the individual issues and, right. you know, get a little more bang for their buck. So, yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I could see them putting all that stuff in, like if they do an omnibus later or something. Uh, they they did that with Criminal. They did that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They released the gigantic hardcover. Yeah. Bastards. Yep. But yeah. But yeah, this was a really fun book. Do you know something? Uh, Casanova Quinn, like his <clears throat> his actual design, like of that character, his face reminds me so much of a character from Ninja Scroll. Do you know if there's any sort of? I have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised. Because, no. uh, I, I mean, I did read through some of the back matter, but, you know, not all of it. Yeah. Uh, I know that he just sort of, uh, you know, culled all of this from, from different sources and, and influences. Uh, to me, uh, not knowing that thing about Ninja Scroll, I always thought that he looked like Mick Jagger. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And, that, and that's kind of <clears throat> the thing, too. The guy in Ninja Scroll just has, like, very large lips and long, yeah, long hair. Um you're very full of lips. Yeah. <laughs> Supple lips. Yeah, this is creepy. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. This is this is really good. Yeah. Good stuff. I know music plays a huge part in this book. Uh I mean he's referencing like lines from Beatles and Bowie and all that. Right. Uh I think even the very first thing it, the book starts off with uh, <clears throat> music in that in the the ladies' room. Yeah, yeah. Like the deja vu song, whatever that is. Yeah, from Teenage Music International. I've never heard of them. Uh, it's because they're uh, they're fake. Oh, well, that's probably yeah, why. Because they were the assassin group at the uh, I think. Oh Anna. yeah, the three girls. Yeah, that was yeah. them. Okay, <coughs> I didn't make that connection. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the the first issues uh, back matter. Uh, he basically describes the the entirety of Casanova as uh, a Phil Spector production with just a wall of sound. Uh, which he would just layer upon layer upon layer of, of influence. He wanted to try to translate that into comics. Huh. And uh, that's why every issue 
It does seem it takes like, a good half hour oh, to read yeah. here. Yeah, it's jam packed and it, <clears throat> and it like has that sort of that almost like hyperactive like Terry Gilliam kind of feel yeah, where yeah. where like scenes will they'll just be going and all of a sudden it'll cut and like it's another scene's right. crazy action's already happening and it's <clears throat> very full. There's not a lot of like I think the only like slow paced moment in the entire series is spoiler when uh Casanova's father goes to the burnt down house right. and it's like a very slow page. And it just felt amazingly slow because of everything that was around it on either right, side. Yeah. Oh, that was great. But oh yeah, and it totally works in that for that moment too. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, building up everything that's that's happening in the store. Uh, oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, put any kind of synopsis at the beginning of this uh, episode, right? Because uh, uh, there's so much. Well, there is so much, and also my voice. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess the basic gist of this book is that Casanova Quinn is a thief from his, uh, uh, whose father is basically Nick Fury. Right, yeah. Uh, and his sister is like his, uh, is Nick Fury's, uh, uh, best agent. Uh, it's, uh, what's the Zephyr, name? Zephyr. Oh, uh, um, Mr. Quinn. Yeah, Director <laughs> Quinn. Yeah. And Zephyr Quinn is Newcomb? His, Newcomb? Newsome? Uh, yeah. I don't remember. No, that's, I think you're thinking of Newman Zeno. Newman Zeno, okay, whatever. The, uh, the, the, the head of waste. Yeah. Uh, the, the enemy spy agency. Which is kind of like the Hydra of, yeah, sort of, I guess. But, uh, Director Quinn is the head of Empire. Uh, Zephyr Quinn is his daughter who is, a, his best agent and Casanova is, uh, the black sheep of the family who's a thief. Uh, Newman Zima, yeah, Newman Zeno is the head of Waste, who is, uh, their, their arch rivals, uh, who has basically gone through all the timelines and killed or captured every Casanova Quinn in order to bring him to his own timeline, where Zephyr is the bad girl, and Casanova was Director Quinn's number one agent. Right, right. And, uh, basically implanted this Casanova Quinn into Empire as a double agent. And then, uh, pretty much the story is all about Casanova trying to fight against both of them. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of caught in the middle. He's yeah. having a bad day. Yes, he is. <clears throat> and some weird incestual stuff with, uh, other Zephyr. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty bizarre, but pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Gabriel Ball draws a sexy woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cartoony. Yeah. yeah. No one said cartoony can't be sexy. Sally Peanuts. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, Linus, uh, used, Linus used more than, that blanket for more than comfort. I'm telling you. You know, clean up. Yeah, yeah, okay. I got you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, that was gross. Uh, lots of, uh, cool background characters or supporting characters. Like, uh, Ruby Berserko. Yeah. <laughs> a, uh. Like a three-headed, three-headed mouthed alien, or two-mouthed alien? Or uh, it's like, uh, well, it turns out to be a, well, at the, at the beginning, it seems like it's, uh, like three months, monks, who sort of evolved into each other. Right, yeah. Uh, they all became psychic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, it's like one giant head with three faces stacked on top of each other. Uh, I think later it's revealed that it's actually a robot, uh, and they upload the personality of a, uh, 
of a sex slave robot into Berserko's body, so it becomes Ruby Berserko. <laughs> and uh, starts to wear makeup and uh, a wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a great character. Actually. Yeah. And uh, who was also the, the lover of Buck McShane. The sort of uh, Dum Dum Dugan. Yeah, yeah, universe. very much. Yeah, he just kind of looks like a beefier Dum Dum Dugan. <clears throat> yeah, same hat and facial hair and everything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just yeah, I do. I think I I I put this up there with the Invisibles. I think you know I I was thinking this too when I was reading it. I bet if I read this, you know, in my teenage years, it would have blown me away so much right. because I had would never have seen anything <clears throat> like it. I, like it would have been my favorite comic when I was a teenager. I, I really think so. Um, but yeah, it's very—I'd I'd say very much in the same vein as the Invisibles, but like a lot more fun. Right. Like it's almost like the Invisibles meets the Venture Brothers, sort of. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, very good, very yeah. good. I—I I like the Invisibles better. But <clears throat> oh, I do too. Yeah, that's that's always going to be probably my number one there. But, yeah. Uh, Definitely in the same vein. Definitely, yeah. Uh, definitely has the same feel to it, I think. For sure. For sure. Uh, the fun factor's amped up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. It makes fun of itself, and there's like, there's some hilarious moments in there. Yeah. Uh, so you're gonna check out book two? I will. Yeah. I'll check out the Gula. Yeah. Check yeah. out the Gula. I mean, I like it. Uh, I, I do think, like, you know, it's been years since I read it. Uh, I do plan on rereading it now that I've, uh, Checked out the first seven issues again, but mm-hmm. uh, if I recall correctly, issue fourteen, the the last issue, may be one of the greatest comics ever written. Really? Yeah. Okay. But that said, you might find some of the art jarring. Really? It's not Gabriel Ba, and Fabio Moon is great too. But it's yeah, a different like, kind of. I like great. Fabio Moon, but I, I'm curious. I do know I really like the letter on the second series. Uh, uh, Dustin Harbin. Dustin Harbin, yeah. yeah. He hand letters, which yeah. is amazing in this industry. You don't see that very much. Yeah. I remember, uh, Chris Eliopoulos, who, uh. The guy from Get a Life with the bicycle? Uh, that is Chris Elliott. Oh, that's the synopsis. Yeah, much shorter. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Chris Eliopoulos is, uh, a letterer mm-hmm. who, uh, has also done some cartooning here and there. I think, I think he's, he did the, uh, Franklin Richards series. Oh, yeah. Marvel. Okay. Uh, but he used to letter Savage Dragon. And, uh, he had to quit the book because, uh, uh, Eric Larson insisted that, uh, the books be hand lettered. And, uh, Chris Eliopoulos could not, uh, afford to do that. And could not afford to spend, uh, that much time lettering a book. Oh, wow. Uh, huh. so he had to sacrifice that in order to take on more lucrative uh, work. So, is Savage Dragon still hand-lettered? Savage Dragon is still hand-lettered, I believe, by Eric Larson. Really? Yeah. Wow. Man, that guy is a machine. Yeah, he is. You can, uh, check out, uh, our new sister podcast, The Savage Fincast. Yeah. Which will talk all about Eric Larson and the Savage Dragon over at fincast.guttertrash.net. Nice. Uh, cause I don't think we'll ever talk about Eric Larson after this. <laughs> That we will. Because I love the guy. Yeah, I need to. may not buy his stuff, but I 100% support that. I totally respect him. Oh, yeah. I've always liked him. Yeah. Never been one of my absolute favorites, but I respect what the man does. Yeah. And uh, he was the publisher of Image Comics at the time that this book was coming out. Oh. Or something. Well, good for him. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> so, um... Yeah. Yeah? Fun comic. Uh... 
anything else about this comic? Uh, give it uh, my highest possible recommendation for yeah. people. If uh, if you like fun, if you like uh, mind bending, uh, dense layered comics full of references and just amazing art and uh, some uh, some mind blowing uh, shit. Yeah. And, uh, this is a book I would recommend. I'd say mind blowing shit. This is very good. Yeah. That's a very good way to describe this. <clears throat> yeah, fun, sexy, weird, uh, spastic, dense, yeah. sleek. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, this is, I like I joked, I said this may be the first graphic novel I review that I've, that I'll read entirely in motion. Uh, did not happen. Oh. Did not read one panel of this while in motion. What? Really? But I did read it and this is the first graphic novel I've ever read in three different states. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can, uh, fill me in on that when we come back from a break. That sounds good. Who you think I am? Who you want me to be? I rock, jock niggas and shell shock. Don't watch the birdie, watch the clock, old TikTok. I rip shop. I make your girls bottom lip drop. Your word to the truckers at the pit stop. I'm hip hop, I hold ye. Never forget what niggas told me. They showed me other MCs trying to fold me. They owe me. Yo, plus them niggas mashed OG. I got my get you down song coming with my homie. Here's the plan. Stick them up. I enter through the window. Stoop down so we can't see our crescendo past the endo. Yo, we used to be our friendo. Yeah, but that's the reason I don't really like to lend though. In the corner, cylindrical triangle hat says Dutch. Lyrics precise like forensic science. Leave you a tango for months. Trying to figure who done it, your friend it got your shit studded. Didn't have to be that way, some sort of light coming in and shunned it. For the wickedness of those who despise life and worship death. Be a savage, match it eye for eye, two for two, breath for breath. In the last days of the countdown, shit is just that drastic. Write journals like a evil prophet, study math like an Aztec. Love, not who you think I am, but who you want me to be. A true thug and MC, two thugs with no strings attached. I wanna give you my slugs and don't wanna take them. Box sprays with my box cutter in my boxes. Shot spray, holding cops, hostages with rosters. Rock away, full of fog, I love obnoxious. Five cops today, my rockaway niggas and rock raids. Got paid, a rock, you know how I rock. Meet me at the lobsters. I suggest I suggest proper. Cop the buzz, I cop the Dutch. I got a lot of love with no strings attached. Rhymes, 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 we got plenty. Times, 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 too many. Sparked up and tapped, you keep counting. I do my thing, jealous niggas keep tapping. Rock and roll, lock and low. MC's out for pots of gold, we stop from cold. In the tracks and take all the chips and sis. All the tats, all the bullshit. Mixes it, give me credit, not dead it. We just flip the calisthenic, toss the independent, to set it. We grand slamming and never by standing and pussy MCs we abandoned. Fluent from all styles, just to rag shit with jet lag. When brothers specialize in ways how it's not to get bagged. Egads, I bring confusion like roll call to MC. So call holds me like, yup, I told y'all. So socialize my bio, so I dip, dip, dive. Memorize like I Omega zip drive. Go to the bar to drink to get sober. A King Ghidra, eat the head of a King Cobra like King Cobra. Can't get a cut like homemade. I whole hate so sweet. Road date, but no babe. Those that those they close shades. Foes show to speak with. We show the reload. The reason spit for feet, the teeth keep concrete. Parallel to body till the next smell. Shotties and hotties still waiting to exhale. Smell the blood bath of slugs caught. Slugs passing plus what? Bug laugh of bug thoughts. Caught some eyes, make the case last. Stagger like a rocker, drink a rocker, hit no. Like Sinatra out of opera, drop a flocker over it. And rocker get you got two shots to two L. Without the pop before the average knocker hit the liquor. Quicker, dinner, quicker. Thicker, upper girl and sticker. I leave more nuts than a snicker. Kicker to the curb, park a bit, stomp a chick. For now, call me calm, monster, I'm monster, click. Not who you think I am, but who you want me to be? A true thug and MC, two thugs with no strings attached. I wanna give you my slugs and don't wanna take them back. 
Hey, welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. How's it going? It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> sound a little better. Uh, I sort of coughed a little flub up, so okay. yeah. broke it up. Broke it up a little bit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm sucking on a lozenge. Ooh. A uh, Ricola cherry Ooh, honey lozenge. Uh, see, I don't like the cherry. I normally don't, but uh, I've been sucking on the honey lemon uh, lozenges, and I'm sick of them. You can't even taste them probably anymore? No. Yeah. Actually, all I taste is honey lemon. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mouth is just coated in that shit. Aww. So I wanted to try something different. Well, I hope it works. Yeah, next time I'll just go for regular old mentholitic. It's very vaporistic. Yeah. Vaporistic, is that a word? Sure. Tonight. Tonight It is today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this is uh, the week after uh, Thanksgiving, or shortly, a couple days after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I can can sum up uh, my week, and then we can get on to yours. Oh, okay. Uh, this won't take more than a couple minutes. Uh, let's see. My dad's ex-wife died uh, the the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, my dad and I are going to the wake tomorrow. Uh, my dad discovered that he has an aneurysm in his stomach that uh, will burst at any moment, potentially killing him. Uh, I got sick as of Saturday. Um... And, uh, I hung out with your girlfriend on Friday. Then we watched Adventure Brothers and, uh, went uh, far away to a Mexican restaurant <laughs> that, uh, is just part of a franchise that was really close to here. <laughs> the end. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Well, uh, yeah, that's scary. Uh, let's see, let's see, it's sad, scary, <clears throat> um, and I forget what the third one was. Uh, you got sick. I got sick. That's uh, not as sad, but still no, sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then awesome. Yeah. Oh, and then I also found out that the asthma medication that I use to live is no longer going to be sold at the end of this month. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> well, see, you've got a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. Oh, well, I wish you and your father very much luck. Thank you. <clears throat> Uh, How's your week been? Uh, well, I feel like uh, I'm on the spot. Yeah, uh, you gotta uh, bring it back. Yeah, yeah, bring it back. yeah. Um, it's been good. It's been good. I, uh, as we said last episode, I was taking a train. Yeah. Out of town for Thanksgiving, which I've never, never, I've never been on a train other than like uh, the one that goes around Kings Island, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or unless you count a subway train. Um, I think those count. No, this kind of count. Well, yeah. but this is different, though. This is, this is different. This is riding the rails, yeah, man. This yeah. is hobo style. Uh, no, train trains are. Uh, you know, I, I think it is just like <coughs> decades of watching movies where people take trains, right. particularly ones set uh, many many years ago. But I pictured it being a little roomier than it was. It was basically a Greyhound bus on the rails. Right. Um, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Um, slightly better because the, you get a little more legroom and the windows are bigger. Right. But other than that, it, it wasn't great. Right. Like the, uh, <clears throat> the first few hours out there, I was like, I'm on a train. Right. And I was excited. But after and the, the homeless guy <laughs> threw up on you. <laughs> no, no homeless people. Uh, Actually, I was pretty lucky as far as like neighbors go because, um, 
I'd say about a fourth of the time I had no neighbor at all. And then three-fourths of the time I had sleeping neighbors who didn't say a single word other than hi. You know, right. we, you know when the, someone sat down and we said hi, and that was it. Right, yeah. But, uh, and on the way out there, there was an older, <clears throat> older couple that was, they weren't in my, like, neat, like, elbow room, but they were across the aisle. Right. And they just kept talking to me because they were just lonely and friendly. Right. And that wasn't bad because the, I think we only talked for like half an hour, yeah. but they, they were cool. So neighbor wise, pretty good. Um, but yeah, just, just, it was, it was too long. It was too long. Yeah. Like it was like 24 hours each way. With like a two, like a three hour break in the middle each right, way, right. Um, and that was like probably the best part because uh, halfway through the trip I was in Chicago, right? And I had like three hours to kill, so I rented a locker and I put everything that I brought with me, like all my my suitcases and everything, every, everything except for my wallet, into this locker, and I just walked around Chicago for an hour by myself. What? It was awesome. What that part was of Chicago? Cool. Uh, well, it was like right downtown by. Jackson and Adams, um, at Union, Union Station. Okay. So I just kind of walked over, uh, uh, I forget what highway that is. It was 94, maybe? Okay. I, yeah, yeah. So I walked, like, over the overpass and, uh, ate breakfast and then, then I went back to the station and by then it was, like, time to leave. So. Right. Um, so I read a little bit of Casanova in the train station in Chicago. And then, <clears throat> and then I got to Nebraska at, um, like 1 a.m. On Monday morning. Right. And I... And you left Cincinnati at 1 a.m. Actually, the train didn't actually end up coming until 2. Wow. So I sat in the train station for almost an hour, uh, just kind of chilling. Right. Uh, in the Hall of Justice. <coughs> right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I waited. I kept waiting for, like, Gleek or Green Lantern <laughs> or somebody to come in, but nobody ever did. Damn it. <laughs> But yeah, that, that was not bad. It was yeah. it was cool. But uh, yeah, the train. I mean, you know, I I could sleep easy on the train. But I I swear, I thought I, I was like, I'm gonna get so much drawing done. I uh I ruled out like uh ten pages of panels. Right. And I was just gonna like fill them up and draw because I have stuff written that I just haven't drawn. But it was it was not possible. Yeah. It was it was a little too rough. like everybody was like, yeah, it's gonna be so smooth, yeah. But yeah. It, it was rough. Yeah, it was like it was just. Like, I tried writing, and, uh, like, you could barely read my writing, and I kept having to redo it, and I was like, oh, this isn't working. Huh. So, you know, it just, that didn't work. I, I read a little bit on the train. I just brought a book with me. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I couldn't really draw. I was kind of disappointed, because I was really looking forward to that. But, uh, and then I get to, <laughs> I get to Nebraska, and the next, like, the first day I'm there, uh, Chris has to work during the day, but he's off at, like, noon every day. Right. So, me and his wife went grocery shopping. And when he got home, we cooked, or she cooked, while we sit around and watch the IT crowd on Netflix. And, uh, and then she, uh, she cooked for us, and it was really tasty. It was like this Vietnamese kind of soup kind of thing going on. And in the middle of the night, me and Chris both got real sick. Oh. And we both had a fever and food poison for about 48 hours. Nice. So I spent about, I spent literally half the time in Nebraska, just laying on their couch yeah. and like intermittently vomiting and having diarrhea. Huh. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but no, I got caught up in a lot of movie watching. We watched a lot of movies those two days, yeah. and uh, I saw the crazies. I saw the new crazies. Oh yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty good. I saw most of Insidious. Okay. Um, yeah. 
thought it was all right. Uh, like, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Um, I watched the Conan O'Brien, Conan Can't Stop oh, yeah, documentary. Yeah, yeah. It was all right, too. Yeah. Not not amazing. I haven't seen that one. Um, and I'm on a ton of IT crowd. I, I love that show. Never seen that. Yeah. And a couple episodes of 60s Star Trek. <laughs> For nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Although was it the uh, the uh, remastered uh, versions with uh, new special effects? I don't think so. Okay, they looked pretty clean, but I don't think there's any special new special effects. But no, other than being sick, I had a really good time. Uh, early, I've I've missed my friends Chris and Mandy since they moved out there a couple years ago, and uh, yeah, and that was really cool. It was really good times, and and I forced Chris to start his. Uh, Veggie Dog Saturn comic. Um, he's he's uh, just over halfway through the pencils because um, yeah. it's a two pager, and so he did a page and a half uh, while I was there. Awesome! So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I still have not started in yours. One I have to draw. Um, probably won't happen. Oh, <laughs> nah, it'll happen. But then, uh, <coughs> yeah, and then after that, I rode the train home, and uh, that was pretty much it. I got home yesterday. at... Like, uh, 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. And then uh, I slept till 2 in the afternoon. Wow. Which was bizarre for me. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it was awesome. It was, it was good times. It was good to... Well, that's cool. Good to get away. Nebraska is awesome, too. It's very, very, flat. very flat. Very Lots calm. Corn. Uh, yeah, the Huskers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, See, you doubted me. <laughs> you doubted me. I didn't think there'd be corn out there. And it was like 65 degrees the entire time. Wow. It was weird. Yeah, it was warm here too. So, yeah, whatever. But there's like no crime. Uh, there's no recession there, that which was bizarre. Like everybody's fine. Like in the last two years, they haven't declined at all. Uh, it's like a bubble. No one, no one, no one even speeds or murders each other. That can't be right. It's true. That can't be right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a neat little town. Very into football there. Oh yeah, uh, Huskers. Very. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> Isn't that where uh, Brian Bosworth uh, went to college? Oh really? The Boz? I think so. Stone Cold? I think so. Yeah. Mm. I can't remember. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. I'm most likely wrong. I found a really awesome comic shop there. No. I don't know why it's called Trade Tape because that's the name of the the comic book shop. But it's, <clears throat> it was really awesome. They had a great selection of. Tapes. Of tapes. Uh, uh, comic book related tapes. Um, like Sleuthor reading, uh, Emily Bronte on cassette tape. Right, right. Um, no, but, I mean, they had like, they had like totally really crazy old silver, <coughs> golden silver age comics, and they had a bunch of back issues and a crap load of trades, and then some indie stuff too. So I mean, it was a really good, good mix. Yeah. Although they don't have any copies of Veggie Dog Saturn, even though I took some in to uh, see if they would buy them, and they said no. Um, he was nice about it. He just said that they don't really have a market for, for that kind of crap. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. But uh, other than that, yeah, it was, it was a really neat shop. Um, the only thing I bought the entire time I was there was I bought a copy of Sweet Tooth Number 1 uh, because Chris... I'd never seen it, and I was like, this is the best comic on the market, according to my opinion, and I said, I'm going to buy it for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was clearly before you read Casanova. That was before I read Casanova or Veggie Dog Center. <laughs> Neither one of which were available at Trade Tape. <laughs> nah, I'm sure they had Casanova. I didn't see it, but I'm yeah. sure I did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, uh, 
Yeah, the the uh, trip was good and bad, but uh, yeah. I'm glad I went. I had fun. It was good times. <clears throat> you had an experience. I had an experience. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a Veggie Dog Saturn worthy experience because, right. like, I, I was like taking notes here and there, like, oh, what? Maybe something crazy will happen. But right. it was just, it was pretty much just a train trip where right. we got we puked a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I'm gonna make that into a comic, but it, it was fun, and uh, I was really glad to see Mandy and Chris. Well, that's good. Yeah. Glad you had, a, had an okay time, despite your illnesses yeah. and uh, discomfort on the journey. She is a great cook, by the way. She cooked for us like every. Well, clearly, night. she yeah. got you sick. <laughs> well, that was the well, see. That was the first night, and every other night after that, like everything else was amazing, and we never got sick again. Um, but yeah, yeah, good, good food, and they had an awesome yeah, dog. She, she makes a good salad. Makes a good salad because uh, it's pretty much all you eat. <laughs> she made uh, she made quesadillas one night. It was very good. Um, she made, you know, full Thanksgiving dinner. And, and that was the most part. It was just the three of us for Thanksgiving. Because right. I don't like big crowds for holiday meals. But neither do I. So, yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> but yeah. you didn't have anything because you couldn't eat anything. Couldn't eat anything. I had a square of toilet paper right. with a dollop of mustard on it. <laughs> yeah. Vegetarians. Yeah. <laughs> and they have an awesome dog. He's a Pekingese named Seymour. Very cool. Yeah. He, he uh, cuddled with me every night. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think that was pretty much it, though. Yeah. Pretty much the extent of the Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska experience. I guess uh, there was a famous murderer there, Brian John Mitchell told me about uh, Starkweather. Rich, uh, Rich, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Is it Richard Starkweather? I believe so, yeah. Um, they had, but I went to the little gift shop. No, Charles. Charles Starkweather. Richard Starkweather is the guy who I believe... Uh, Letters comics. Oh, <laughs> oh, Richard Starkins. Oh, okay, that Elephant Man guy. Yeah, yeah. comic craft. Uh, but I believe it, I think it's Charles Starkweather. So maybe maybe it's Starkweather. The, the bell tower with the the rifle. See, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like I don't know anything. about I'd never heard of him until a couple of days before I left. Brian yeah. told me about him, and then when I stopped, I was looking for a snow globe <clears throat> for Kathleen because she kind of collects snow globes. Right. And I went to the uh, gift shop there right across the train station. And they didn't, they didn't have any snow globes, but they had, they had magnets featuring car hinge, because apparently they have car hinge around right, there somewhere. Right. And they had books about the Starkweather guy, because apparently that's the only exciting thing that's ever happened there is, uh, in this, you know, 70s or whenever, 50s, I don't know. I believe 50s. 50s. This dude killed some people. Yeah. I think, uh, his killings were a major plot point in the movie The Frighteners. And possibly the natural born killers. Yeah, natural born killers. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mandy was telling me about that. She was like, "Yeah, there's a." She's like, "There's some horrible movie based on his uh, his killings, and it's like where like ghosts come around." And uh, she's like, "I think Michael J. Fox was." And I was like, "Wow, that sounds horrible." I was like, "Is that from the like early '80s, like before Family Ties?" She's like, "No, no. It's like I think it's more recent." Yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute, is it the Frighteners?" And she goes, "I think that's it." I was like. You need to rewatch that. Yeah, that movie's like, great. That's what I told her. I said, yeah. that's a, I was like, I think that's my favorite Peter Jackson movie. Yeah. You should really rewatch that again. Jeffrey Combs is in it. Yeah, yeah. I like a Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, I know you do. His body is a roadmap of pain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that a Morrissey lyric? Uh, no. Oh. Um... Well, I know, uh, I don't know if he's a friend of yours. I know you know him, uh, Joe Andrew. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he shops at Mavericks. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, 
back in high school, he had a band called the Krusty Watch Guys. Yeah. And they wrote a song about a city in Nebraska called Roca. Roca. Yeah. Nice. I don't think I passed through Roca. Um, we passed through, oh my gosh, uh, Omaha. Yeah. But, uh, the Cat Dancer. <laughs> I'm call the Cat Dancer. Wow. That was one of Jack's favorite comics in the 80s. Wow. I don't, uh. He's a furry. Did you not know? Uh, he has Bonnie dressed up as a polar bear. Uh, <laughs> you can't get that image out. You can't burn it out. Uh, I've tried. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he's a furry. I just think he uh, liked the comic for some reason. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, Nebraska's awesome. I'd say visit it. <clears throat> I get to cross the Mississippi River on a train. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Never done that before. Yeah, if I go, I'm going to take a modern form of transportation, possibly a plane. Oh. Uh, which will probably get me Like a like horse and buggy? Hours. A horse and buggy or something? Yeah, maybe a rickshaw. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Me. I mean, that's going to tire somebody out. That's like 760 <laughs> miles from here. <laughs> uh, I know that uh, it would probably take uh, less time in a car to get there. You know, it would... But I wouldn't get to sleep, and I'd have to pay for gas. It was actually it was actually cheaper than flying or driving. But, yeah, I don't know that I would do it again. I, like, if I was ever going to do another train ride, it would either be a much, much, much shorter distance or a much more spaced-out return. <coughs> because, yeah, in a week I spent, you know, like 30-something hours on the train. It was right. just, that was just too much. It was just... Oh man, and oh yeah, that was a thing too. There was this lady who worked on the train. She was in the like little snack car because they had like a little vending machine car, and uh, she took your money. And uh, she said that she gets on that train in Chicago, and six days later she gets off that train in Chicago every week. She's she's in motion six days of her life. Fair. I could not handle that. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I'm sure they have sleeping quarters for, for, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like the whole time, I mean, you're constantly like swaying and right. like, oh my gosh, that would be so weird. Yeah, the think though that uh, you know, after a while, that, that's gotta be something that you just don't feel anymore. Yeah, I guess, but when, I, I guess that one day that you're walking around on the streets, you probably just feel really weird though. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. like like everything probably seems like it's frozen. <clears throat> you know. Right. Which, I don't know, maybe that'd be a fun summer job once, just to yeah. try that out. But That'll be an issue of vegetables. <laughs> yeah, my summer as train snack car guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, it was neat, but not highly recommended. Uh, I told my dad that uh, you were taking this trip, and uh, he knew your exact route. Oh, yeah? He was like, oh, so he's uh, taking it on the Cincinnati and then uh, layover in uh, Chicago? I'm like, yep. Oh, wow. Is he a train rider? Uh, no, but uh, he said back in the, the 50s when he was growing up, he used to take the train from South Bend to Chicago all the time. Wow. And, uh, I think he said they even took it once uh, like further out west. I can't remember where they said. but Yeah, this one went all the way to California there. and turned around. <clears throat> Yeah. The Zephyr. That's what they called the train. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Kind of like out of the yeah. Casanova. Yeah. Yeah. Tying it all together. 
But yeah, so I read read some more in uh, Nebraska, and then I finished it up in Ohio when yeah, I got home. Yeah. So it was, it was that's the first gutter trash book I've read <coughs> in three, three states, yeah. and uh, none of them bordering. None of the none, oh, wow. none yeah, of the yeah. states border each other too. So it's not like I was you know at Lookout Point in Tennessee. Right, or yeah, yeah. Not in that uh, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky <laughs> triangle pinpoint. Right. pinpoint yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Pretty neat. Glad you had a good time there. Mostly, mostly. mostly I'd say seventy-five percent, eighty percent good yeah. time. Yeah. At least you you got to spend it with uh, some some old friends of yours. Uh, uh, we drank some James Jean wine. There, there you go. I, back in April, I bought two bottles of wine that James Jean designed the labels for. <coughs> I took them with me, wrapped them in bubble wrap. There. And uh, yeah, we drink. We drank one of them, and I left the other one there for them to enjoy. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, that was neat. My uh, cousin-in-law uh, recently uh, designed a wine label. Oh, that's awesome! And uh, I guess this past weekend he was signing uh, copies of the or signing bottles of wine with uh, his art on it. Wow! So yeah, that's pretty awesome. My cousin-in-law and James Jean got something in common. Wow. Sure. <clears throat> Give me a bottle of his wine, I'll drink it. Uh, no, because you're an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I try. Yep. I try. Can't, uh, you can't be around me anymore without having a drink at <laughs> hand. <laughs> I think by the, by the next episode, I might just have to start shooting up. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, crap. Hmm. Well, my throat hurts, and I'm tired, and I gotta go take a long car ride tomorrow. So let's uh, let's call this one done. I think that's uh, an uh, apt conclusion. So uh, tell me uh, the movie that I'm gonna be watching next week if I I'm still alive. I think we are gonna watch Harold and Kumar versus Evil. Sweet. Because I can't remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed it earlier. We usually don't. Yeah. But uh, I had a couple different movies in mind. Yeah. But this is the one I ended up on, and I can't remember the name of it. Tucker and Dale. Tucker and Dale versus, versus Evil. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Starring Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk. That's the very one that I was thinking of. This is a movie that I'm going to veto. Oh, no. Uh, this is actually a movie that I have been waiting for like three years to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you told me it was coming out and, uh, uh, it comes out, uh, tomorrow on Blu-ray for sale. No. Cool. Uh, but, uh, it has been, had a very small theatrical run over the fall, uh, but for the most part has been sitting on the shelf for three years. That's too bad. Yeah. Hope it's worth the wait. But uh, from what I can tell, it's probably one of the best reviewed movies ever. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, wait till we get a hold of it. Oh, we're gonna rip it to shreds. <laughs> I'll be drunk, so it won't matter. Right, yeah. And you'll be dead because you won't have your medicine. Right. So yeah, it'll all work that out. That should be a really good review. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. So Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I'm excited. We'll all get right. fucking excited. Get well, sir. I will. I hope you, uh, uh, you, uh, get some rest, rest up from your I, trip. I, I just still feel like I need a little more rest, yeah. Yeah, yeah a little train lag. I had a little train lag. I really yeah. did. Yeah, because yesterday at like, uh, like five o'clock or six o'clock, I went over to my girlfriend's <coughs> and it felt like it was noon because I'd been up like 
you know, two, two hours, hours or three hours. Right. It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be 100% by next week. Yeah. So that's, uh, like, uh, you know, had the Thanksgiving break, you know, from work. Mm-hmm. Get four days off in a row. I get two days off more than usual in a row, and I immediately revert back to being a third shift kind of guy. Uh, night owl. Yeah. 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 So, like, I've been going to bed at, like, you know, 3 in the morning and waking up at 1 in the afternoon. They have to get uh, up at 3 in the morning, huh? Huh? I said, now you have to get up at 3 in the morning here. Uh, except for yesterday, which I already described in detail. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <coughs> sorry, not, not your fault. I hope everything works out for everybody. Uh, yeah, As always. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. All right. We'll, uh, call this thing done. We killed it. You can subscribe to Gutter Trash at iTunes or directly at guttertrash.net. If you go to iTunes, please leave us a review. You can email us at eric at guttertrash.net or jason at guttertrash.net. For more info, you can find us on Facebook. Or you can go to seanborn.net or buyerbeware.guttertrash.net. Listen to our sister podcast, League Night, at league.guttertrash.net. Thank you for listening. Until next time.